Harvest family, such a unique Sunday for us, especially sitting at a table here, but it's a unique season for uh, our church, and beyond that, it's a unique season around the world. And uh, I want us to understand this is a unique opportunity we have. Uh, It's a unique opportunity to gather uh, and worship today. So we said all through our church series that it's not a building that makes us the body of Christ. It's not a a church service that makes us, it's a worshiping family on mission together. And so we're still gathering today. We're just gathering scattered throughout the community and homes. And we wanted to pause on our Ruth series. Well, Lord willing, be coming back to that next week. But uh, today we want to focus on the current event at hand that we all clearly know what that is. And uh, we want to kind of talk through a message today called the coronavirus, the Christ, and the Christian. And really kind of the banner over this whole conversation today is this statement, that now is the time for Christians to trust God exceedingly and love people extravagantly. And so um, we just kind of want to walk us through this. There's a lot of information out there right now, but, but how do we let our faith really lead and guide us through this time here. And so we hope that today's conversation will do a couple of things. It'll equip us uh, to let our faith lead, but beyond that, that it'll lead us to worship uh, the God who is still very much in control in the midst of of these days. And so uh, I'm just going to kind of lead us through the three parts of this message, the coronavirus, the Christ, and the Christian. Uh, we're going to uh, make this much more conversational than you would be used to on a typical Sunday morning if we were sitting in the school, uh, but we're really hopeful that this is a, a, a blessing to you today. And so uh, let me just start with kind of the first part of our conversation today, and that is the coronavirus. Now, I think all of us at the table would agree we don't sit here as health experts. Um, I am not an expert on uh, any particular virus. We're not experts on pandemics. Um, But I think in this section, I just want to bring kind of the theological bearings on this. Uh, That is, we as believers think about the coronavirus. I've been thinking this week, The epicenter of this pandemic that's been identified in Wuhan a few months ago, Mm -hmm. uh, but theologically speaking, um, this began in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Um, God creates the earth, and he fills it with everything, and it's perfect, and Everything is in harmony with the creator. People are in harmony with creator, and then we as people sin. And we fall in the consequences of that sin. The, um, the fallout from that sin is now why we're sitting here uh, with a unique Sunday in 2020 with this pandemic that has spread across the world. But that's not the way it's always going to be. Uh, the good news of the gospel is that a redeemer has come. Um, that he's writing the ship, he is uh, the remedy for this sin problem, and that one day he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And I just want to read what we always love coming back to in Revelation chapter 21, and it says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. 
He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. But it's important we start with an understanding. The coronavirus is the reminder. We live in a broken world where things like this are very real. But how have you guys thought about that? Where's the hope that you're taking that goes, Jesus is working something out where this is not always going to be the case? Yeah. I was looking at Matthew 24 in verse 6 and 7. It says, um, uh, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this much must take place, for the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And Luke chapter 21 adds to that list pestilence, which is essentially Hmm. plague. (laughs) Uh, But it says this, all these things are but the beginning of the birth pains. Yeah. And so it's sort of like this is all happening, but it's not unexpected. Right. That we shouldn't be surprised that there are plagues that go cover the earth because specifically in scripture, it says these are the beginning yeah. of the birth pains. And yeah. we have several staff members who are about to have babies. And it's like, you know, the contractions, hmm. the yeah. contractions are like, oh, it's almost here, yeah. but it's not yet. But what happens? The contractions get higher right. and they get closer together. Right. And that signals, hey, what you just read is coming soon. Yeah. And so the more it happens and the higher it gets and the closer it gets together. So the hope is not in this world, but the hope is, man, that end is coming soon. And it'll be a beautiful day that there is no more pain. There is no more sorrow. There is no more tears. There is just life with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's hard now because nobody likes plague. That's right. The end is coming, not in a bad way, but in a really, really good way. Yeah. And I think... It shouldn't surprise us either that the world around us responds with a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look around and there's fear. That's what's driving a lot of the response to this, right? Right. Um, And people are freaking out. But the reality is, if all you have to live for is this world, Mm -hmm. then the hope of comfort and the fear of death getting put much closer in front of your eyes would result in now a lot of fear. Right. But as... Jesus followers, we get to, like you guys have said, the right. beacon of hope that we get to be. Because, yes, we God has called us to live in this world, to love people. Like, we are to be beacons of hope presently, but we don't ultimately live for this world. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, the thought of, oh, man, this, this virus may cause me discomfort, or worst case scenario, this virus may take my life. Like, yeah, I'm not wishing for that. Of course not. But it also yeah. doesn't scare me. Right. Uh, we get to be beacons of hope in a world that's that's running around with a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just the beautiful picture that we as Jesus followers hopefully can be to the world around us. But it shouldn't surprise us right. when at times like this, there's fear, there's right. panic, there's worry. Well, of course there is, right. because apart from Christ, this world is all yeah. you have to live for. That's so right. the fear of that getting taken away, that would be a really scary thing. That's right. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. My wife didn't enjoy the contractions. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. But there is like that sense of like, yeah. oh, but yeah. something right. great is yeah. coming. Right. Yeah. And I think related to this particular virus, this pandemic, you know, there's all different opinions out there. And this is awful to like, this is, you know, as you guys said on the podcast, like this is nothing beyond 
a common cold. Like, so there's all of this spectrum of people, but, but I would just say for us as believers, it's, as we said, starting out, we're not the ones to sit here and tell you how worried you should be about the physical. We're not the experts on that. We need to seek the expert opinion of our healthcare leaders in a time like this. But as believers, theologically speaking, as we're trying to uh, like guide our people theologically, let this time bring us face to face that like, this world we're living in is broken, and it's mm-hmm. broken because mm-hmm. of the effects of the sin. Sin is great, but our Savior is greater. Right. And He's coming, and He is He's redeemed, and He's redeeming. And one day, we will live in a new heaven and a new earth where we won't be sitting, having a worship service in a unique way because some pandemic has broken out mm-hmm. across the world. And, and that kind of leads me to the second part of that we want to focus on today, the, the, the uh, coronavirus, and but now the Christ. Mm. Um, as you guys spoke to this, this fear, or in some instances, panic, if you have looked online at all at the videos of people scavenging for toilet paper in mm-hmm. grocery stores, like the panic that is taking, like the Christian does not have to panic. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is not in heaven right now pacing and panicking, going, I never saw this coming. I don't know what to yeah. do. Um, I, I always, as I think about Christ, I'll, I'll find myself coming back to Colossians 1 mm. often. Uh, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and especially this next phrase in this time, and in him all things hold mm-hmm. together. He is sustaining. He is holding it all together. That phrase led me to Hebrews chapter 2. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. God, the Father, left nothing outside the control of the Son. The context of that is in uh, in talking about Jesus as the founder of salvation. Mm -hmm. But when it says nothing is outside of his control, there's nothing outside of Mm -hmm. his control. And so... Believers lead the way in this time, uh, not in panic, but with a peace, mm. because Christ is still on the throne. Right. And that implication, uh, that reality has huge implications in how the Christian, now to this third part, mm. the coronavirus, the Christ, and the Christian, it's that reality that the Christian sets his mind or her mind on in a time like this. And so I I just want to kind of speak to a couple areas that I think the Christian needs to be reminded of. This is the application. Mm. Um, You know, now's the time for Christians to trust God exceedingly, love people extravagantly. Here are the applications. How should we now be living and thinking as Christians in this time? The first one I'll say under this is this, be reminded This is encouraging, I promise, but it won't sound encouraging at first. Be reminded, we are frail, Mm -hmm. fragile, and fleeting, but God is a creator, a sustainer, and he is mighty in power. Why is that encouraging at a time like this to be reminded of? Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting because you sent us a quote from C.S. Lewis earlier in the week uh, that I love that essentially he says, 
and again, it might sound morbid at first, but like death is coming for us all. And in fact, for most of us, it's not going to be super comfortable. Right. You know, and as Americans, our dream is like, oh, I just want to, I just want to die in my sleep. Yeah. But the reality is that's probably not going to happen for most of us. Mm-hmm. And so the reminder that that is that we are frail, that we are fragile. And at a time like this, the blessing in a weird way of something like the coronavirus is it reminds us yeah. that we are actually just created ones. Right. We are not creator. And, and particularly in Western culture and the American mindset, we're like, I am self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, you know, and in a lot of ways we, we can fall into this trap of thinking I'm a, I'm a lowercase G God. Right. Yeah. I control the things around me. What a great reminder this is for us that like, no, 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 no. I'm not God. I am a created one. God is God. He yeah. is on the throne. Yeah. I'm not. I'm weak. I'm fragile. Yeah. Um, and so this really is a beautiful reminder to drive us toward hopefully greater dependence yeah. and humility before the Lord. And scripture all over talks about humble yourself before the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God will break the proud, but he will bless the humble. And so the great opportunity is for us to go like, oh, yeah, w- we got to humble ourselves before the Lord because yeah. we're not creator. We are created. Yeah. Yeah. God uses tragedy, suffering, hardships to reveal idols. Yeah. And yeah. when that yeah. goes away, yeah. the yeah. reaction is, yeah. I don't want that yeah. back. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. But this is an yeah. opportunity, like you said, to set yeah. your mind on, man, I really don't have any control over right. anything. Absolutely. Right. Uh, my life is a vapor. It yeah. says, like, I shouldn't even say we'll that's meet right. up tomorrow. Right. right. If the Lord wills, we'll be there. Right. Um, but that's the control that the Lord has. And so in some way, that's restful. I, yeah. I can go out and I can search for all this different, all these different things to, that I want to have what I want in life. But ultimately... It's the it's the Lord who's yeah. in control. That should bring peace. That's right, right. That even when I'm out of control, He's not. That's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, and I think it is times like this that we're confronted. I think DJ, you have said this a couple times in the office this week that this this virus, this thing we can't even see. Mm-hmm. Look at the effect. It just reminds us we are frail, fleeting, like in at time, fearful people yeah. without a dependence yeah. on the Lord. And the encouragement in that is we have to acknowledge that in order to acknowledge God's might and his majesty and his power and the fact that he is creator and in control. That is the foundation and the hope of the believer. Mm-hmm. And so kind of the first thing under this banner of the Christian, what, how should the Christian be thinking living right now? Be reminded we're frail, fragile, fleeting, but God is mighty. He's majestic. He's awesome mm-hmm. in power. Um, the second thing under this, how should the Christian be thinking, living right now? And if you're like, hey, just just tell me straight up, what, is, what should be the takeaway from our time here this morning? I think this scripture that I'm about to read here, Isaiah chapter 26, yep. verses 3 and 4. Like if you're not writing anything down, that's one you might want to write down. This should be kind of the anthem of the believer in this time. Isaiah 26, verse 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So our focus as believers right now isn't even like, okay, I got to be peaceful. I got to be peaceful. I got to be peaceful. Don't fear. Don't fear. The focus is my mind is just stayed on the Lord. This Christ we've just been unpacking who is still in control. And the outcome of that is peace. How are you guys thinking through that in this time? 
Yeah, you brought up Colossians 1, right? Which you brought it up earlier. And th- this is such a parallel to Colossians chapter 3, which says, if you then uh, have been raised with Christ, those who are, yeah. uh, we're not dead to our sins anymore. Uh, we have new life in Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on yeah. earth. And so to your point, it's like we can think about all the things that we're trying to accomplish, all the ways that I'm trying to prepare, all the uh, I got to have peace in that moment. It's freaking me out. And so I've just got to try to focus. But that is yeah. self-control. Yeah. That is flesh trying to tamp down the flesh. The way that we um, overcome that is to put our mind on things yeah. that are above. We, yeah. we focus on who Christ is and what he has done and the fact that he's in control. And that's not always yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and I think you've used a picture like this before uh, on a Sunday morning, but this, I get this picture of, you know, because in here it says the Lord is an everlasting rock. Yeah. Mm. And this picture of, you know, you see those huge rocks in the middle of the ocean with the waves crashing and the force and the power of yeah. the waves, but that rock just, boom, yeah. stands firm in the midst yeah. of that. And this idea that we as believers, not by our own strength, if it's just me, I'm getting tossed around by those waves, right. but still rooted and grounded in the everlasting rock yeah. the waves are going to hit but i'm not moving yeah um again not because i'm strong but because my god is yeah. strong and i'm rooted and grounded in him and that becomes then yeah. the work that we focus yeah. on in a time like yeah. this is stay rooted in yeah. the lord yeah stay grounded in yeah. the lord like open his word Get in community, which we'll talk a little bit yeah, about, yeah, yep. you know, what that looks like. And Hebrews um, says uh, that Jesus is the sure and steadfast anchor of yes, my soul. That's I right. just love the that, that the seas the are up and down. Like you said, it but just brought it so vividly to my yeah. mind. The but the fact that Jesus Christ is the anchor the, of my soul, yeah. that yeah. chain is not going to break. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to get, I might, yeah. it might feel like I'm going to get dashed against the rocks. Yeah. Right. But like, no, I'm yeah. my anchor will yeah. hold. Right. And that's hard in a time like this when the, cultural stream is flowing yeah. you know hundreds of miles an hour towards the direction of fear and uh worry and and potentially panic yeah. and it's yeah. hard yeah to stay grounded on the everlasting yeah. rock on the mm. anchor that doesn't yeah. move it's a really difficult yeah. thing um and we're going to talk later about not just the not just the virus itself but the ripple effects right. of that um I mean, there's a lot to yeah. think about and consider, yeah. and that really can result in fear. And so yeah. just, yeah, the hard yeah. work of stay rooted in yeah. the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in his word, in prayer, in community, um, fasting, praying, seeking the Lord, that's the hard work yeah. we commit to that's right. in, in a season that's like right. this. And, and what we're doing right now, just to kind of put out explicitly what we're trying to do is, is if he keeps him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him, then it's really important, like, Here's a great example of where doctrine lives. Doctrine comes to life. Yeah. It's important that we have sound doctrine on who God is, um, who Christ mm-hmm. our Savior is. Exactly right. Because when you find yourself, if you find yourself in the days and weeks to come a bit fearful, or fear is growing, there's a sense of panic happening because of either this virus or the ripple effects of it. Um, going places like Brian, DJ, this is what they were just doing. They were just recounting passages on who God is and the character of God. That is how our mind stays stayed on mm-hmm. him in this time. And so I think that is that is crucial. Well, and I think the flip of that is don't put your mind back. Right. On. So like I, 
I can't say don't read the news. Right. But like the news isn't going to bring you comfort from right. the Lord. Right. <laughs> right. But like, if that's right. your, if that's 24 <laughs> seven, right. you're like, I'm, is there something right. new? Right. Uh, like that's I'm so afraid. Well, yeah. What are you reading? That's right. I'm reading the news all the time. There may be a correlation there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we're not saying don't read the news. Be educated. I think Christians should be on the front edge of being educated in culture. But what we're saying is don't stay your mind there. Right. Don't let your mind be stayed on that. Uh, interpret the news through this filter we have of the truth of Scripture. And so um, kind of last one practically that I just want to hit on, and I, I think under this banner statement we've said that it, this is a time the Christian must trust God exceedingly uh, and love people extravagantly. Mm-hmm. We know uh, Scripture tells us the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And kind of under this, this, this idea of loving our neighbor in a time like this, the first thing I just want to hit on is love wisely. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we're gathering in living rooms today because Christians can lead the way right now and not being part of this thing spreading even more than it already has. Like that's a very practical way we love our neighbor. A very practical way as our authorities have said, it's our recommendation that no groups over 250 people meet, that we're just trying to love wisely in this time. So I'm going to get to loving boldly, but what? how should Christians be leading the way of let's do our part to not let this thing spread even more than it already has. Yeah. I love seeing that through the lens of loving your neighbor. And, and so I think then the way that that forms how we talk about like, oh, well, we don't get to meet as a church or I don't get to do this or I don't get to do that. And instead of like Christians being the one who are like, uh, you know, leading the way and complaining maybe, instead we lead the way in love and submission to authority. Yeah. And so like, well, yeah, of course we're not going to gather because this is a way we can practically love our neighbor, we can love uh, our community well in trying to care for those yeah. around us. And, and I've been guilty of, you know, um, feeling like, uh, yeah, I've been guilty of just probably not watching what I say yeah. and just being like, ah, whatever, like yeah. we, we should just power, you know, just yeah. not loving things. Yeah. And so I'm personally convicted, yeah. like I need to change the way that yeah. I talk about this and lead the way in saying like, well, this is why we're doing this. Right. And yeah, it might cause some frustration or it might cause some yeah. um, disruption, mm-hmm. but that's a beautiful thing yeah. because it's done out of love. And, and we as believers have a, a frame of reference yeah. for that. We should lead yeah. the way in that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, it's the recognition that we're taking steps that are not for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Not again, not to get into the virology right. of it or everything, right. but like, I'm not particularly at risk. Right. But there are people in our community who are. I think yeah. about my mom Correct. or my grandmother who yeah. they just had surgery on some things. Right. And so they would be at high risk. And now they're in Ohio. And so I'm not necessarily getting impact. But I would love for people who are carrying the virus not to go visit right. them right, right. now. Right? right. And so are there not grandmothers in our midst right. that may not be our own mm-hmm. that right. we can love to say, hey, this is particularly dangerous yeah. for yeah. a certain group of people. How yeah. can we love them by yeah. not standing on my own rights? Yeah. Of, I should be able to do this yeah. for me, right. but yeah. to say, Hey, I'm going to sacrifice yeah. this because it's what's best for you. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the heart of Christianity, right? I mean, James, what is pure religion to care for the orphans and widows? What's the heart behind that? It's to care for maybe those who are more at risk or the, the powerless in mm-hmm. some ways. And so we ought to lead the way yeah. in caring practically, caring wisely, 
for those who are at greater risk and not just say, ah, whatever, I'm fine. But instead, more than anyone, Christians ought to lead yeah. the way and saying, like, because of you and your well-being, mm-hmm. I will or right. won't do this. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. right. And then kind of related to this, and I think also important to say, uh, Christians should love boldly. Uh, you guys did a great job this week on the podcast. DJ will tell you more in a few minutes of how you can listen to that podcast. But in talking about throughout history, Christians um, have run to hurting people in need of healing and not from them. And I, I think the podcast can unpack in a lot greater detail kind of what that looks like in practice. But I think we have a great opportunity. You think of uh, schools closing down, kids being out of school, the food implications of that, the mm-hmm. even some, I'm sitting in a coffee shop this morning, the e-learning implications of going, wow, I didn't realize some families were struggling with that. We as Christian families have great opportunities here. Instead of us being the, uh, uh, be careful with this, um, instead of maybe us being the people running and trying to hoard and stockpile and preserve ourselves. What does it look like to flip the script of that and go make sure others who would be more at risk are stocked up mm-hmm. and have what they need in a time like this? Thinking through those um, who there will be maybe a financial impact. What does it look like for Acts 2, Acts 4? Like what we see of the believers coming together, pooling our money, maybe those who haven't been as much affected, pooling our money together to help those who have. So kind of speak in practice to what does bold love for the Christian look like right now? Yeah, I know that I'm going to be fine because I live down the street from DJ. Yeah. So Amen. if I need anything, <laughs> that's right. just like knock, knock, That's knock. right. Um, We're stocked up. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I love that concept that, hey, listen, in times like this, the, um, the tendency is to be, I'm going to make sure that my family has what we need first. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure that we have what we need for four weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, and I, again, I'm not against preparation. Right. But if you don't have what you need today, then I should sacrifice what I have four weeks from now so that you can have it today. Yeah, correct. So that, and then trust the Lord yeah, that absolutely. by the time I'm yeah. in need that somebody yeah. else will have prepared for eight yeah. weeks or right. whatever it is, right? right. That, that, that the part of the way God has uh, sovereignly decided that we will uh, be cared for is through his people. Yeah. That that's not like a, an alternate plan. Yeah. This, is, this is how we come together in order to meet each other's needs. And yeah. so um, whether that's uh, sharing of, of, of physical provisions or whether it's financial need, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that we're seeing is that this may impact more people economically, yeah. at least immediately, right. than it does physically. Right. Uh, I think of young adults who, you know, they're going to college and paying bills and working part-time jobs, and suddenly they're part-time, like, yeah. there's a serious risk. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this for our church, we, we really want to care for anybody in our midst right. who are hurting. And so uh, you can email info at harvestindysouth.org and we'll, we don't necessarily, we're working right. on plans this week for right. more formalized response. But if this is like, ah, oh, I'm not sure about next week, please email us and we'll figure out a way yeah. that our church body can yeah. care for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we ought to be leading the way in practical responses. And one of the articles I read talked about the Christian response during the plague uh, back in like the two, three hundreds. And it's crazy. Back in Rome, their history tells us that uh, there was a season where over 5,000 people a day were dying because of the plague. I mean, just insane numbers. Um, and they talked about the, the non-Christian response versus the Christian response. Yeah. 
And obviously not every Christian responded perfectly and not every non-Christian responded horribly. But overall, um, this is a quote from that article. It says, if the non-Christian response to the plague was characterized by self-protection, self-preservation, and avoiding the sick at all costs, the Christian response was the opposite. Hmm. And so that idea of not thinking through the lens, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. of self-preservation, but instead, if I have a brother or sister in need today and I'm stockpiled for weeks... What if I took from that and, yeah. and surrendered and gave that to yeah. my brother or sister in need yeah. for the good of those around me? And again, we're called to not self-protection or self-preservation, but instead that extravagant yeah. love, emptying yeah. of mm-hmm. self, and even putting self at risk for the good of yeah. another. Um, it's said back in those times that Christians actually viewed uh, getting the plague and dying from the plague through the lens of like martyrdom. Mm-hmm. And they viewed it as an honor mm-hmm. to say like, what an honor it would be for me to lose my life because I had been laying my life down yeah. for the good of my brother yeah, and sister. Wow. And again, in, in my head, I hear that. I'm like, that's crazy. You right. know, like, what about my family? And what yeah. about this right. and this and this? But instead, they're just like, but God is my ultimate king. Right. right. And as weird as it sounds to say, not my family. Yeah. Not my job. Not my friends. Not my whatever. And again, I'm not saying be reckless. Right, right. But I think as Americans, our tendency is maybe to lean a bit more towards self-preservation. And so for many of us, the, the, what we need to lean into at this time is not self-preservation, yeah. but instead, let's stretch ourselves yeah. and go like, I don't know if I'm super comfortable. I just found out my neighbor has this and I'm not going over there. But instead, go like, I'm going to go over hmm. and I'm going to bring them a meal and just say, hey, anything yeah. you need at this time, yeah. like, please let us yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, how do you balance that love yeah. wisely with, like, a little bit of recklessness for the kingdom yeah. is not exactly. a bad thing. And <laughs> like, I'm not uh, saying run into their house, give them a big right. hug, and start, like, <laughs> licking their surfaces. Like, <laughs> don't be stupid. That'd be weird in any season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, don't do that yeah. even when the coronavirus is not here. <laughs> yeah. But um, but just be, you, so you can be smart. But again, yeah. be a bit extravagant. Be a yeah. bit, it's like stretching. Stretch yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't think if we're going to stand before the Lord someday and I, I get coronavirus and somehow die from it, but I was emptying myself out, I was mm. pouring myself out, I don't think God's going to be like, hey, that was so dumb. Yeah. I think instead he's going to be like, well yeah. done. Yeah. Like, well done. Yeah. You you poured your life out yeah. for the glory of God and the good of others. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even as you, some of you listen to this, you're wrestling with these things and, and wrestle with them. And yeah. that's why you're in a living room today, hopefully right. with small group members or family members, that after this video goes off, you'll get a chance to wrestle these things yeah. out, yeah. to lead your kids through thinking like, man, when, when they were talking about that, what were you guys thinking? And so this is just a great opportunity. And kind of a last thing I'll say under this loving people well is love compassionately. I think one of the biggest things we're seeing is all the drastic differences in how people are responding. Give grace, listen well, Mm -hmm. um, don't discount quickly. Um, Love compassionately. Yes, point them to truth. Yes, reassure their hearts. If they're not believers, point them to this everlasting rock that our mind is being stayed upon. Mm-hmm. Um, but be compassionate. Lead with compassion in all things in this season. And so uh, some closing things we just want to say, and then we want to uh, guide you into a time of prayer in your living rooms because um, we are to be anxious about nothing. 
uh, but prayerful in everything. And as we do that, a peace that surpasses understanding begins to set into our minds and our hearts. And so um, we want to guide us towards a time of prayer. But I just want to look and say, um, uh, church family, uh, let your faith lead this season. Do not let fear lead this season. Um, God can, God will bring into our heart a, a, a place of peace as our mind has stayed on him, not panic. Mm-hmm. And we have great opportunity to respond in a way that our faith is leading us. I trust God uh, extre- exceedingly and love people extravagantly. Trust God exceedingly, love people extravagantly. But before I cue us into a time of prayer, I just wanted, um, because there's so much information out there and so many avenues to get information today. I just want to, uh, guys, share uh, one place you would point people to for uh, some information in this time. You want to go first? Sure. Um, so uh, I have two, and I said That's one. That's great. The first one would be, uh, it's self-promotion, but I'll be shameless. Uh, <laughs> but we did release a podcast, the Amateur Christian Podcast, um, released just an episode on how do Christians think through the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's not medical in nature but just more like how do we respond to yeah. this and so um that was a really fun conversation it's yeah. good i think the other one and i don't know if you're going to share something this might be stealing from that's you, all right but, but the gospel coalition has some great resources in fact they actually have a page that just says yeah. the gospel coalition's like guide to the coronavirus and all the articles that they yeah. have available are in that one place yeah. um specifically there's an article by a guy named andy crouch who i personally love who wrote an article it's a bit longer but he walks through a lot of really really amazing things um, in that article really really well researched Um, this is a guy who's brilliant and just a a great article so i'd encourage that if you look up andy crouch coronavirus that will come up it's an awesome resource yeah uh, and for us, the um, sort of the next step, we do this every week, but it's a good opportunity as we're uh, not quite sure what church is going to look like this week yeah. and maybe next week and yeah. who knows. Uh, so we do something called the Sermon Application Guide, uh, lovingly referred to as the SAG. <laughs> it's the best name for it. I hate that acronym. Uh, but uh, essentially, it allows us to get into God's Word. Uh, it allows us to really assess our hearts in, okay, so if this was the truth, the, the shining jewel of God's word, uh, where am I at in yeah. relation to that? And sometimes that's really encouraging. Like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's like, uh, yeah, but always it is leading to application. Okay. Now if knowing this, not behavioralism, not checking the boxes, but knowing that this is what I'm after, how am I, can I move my heart, my life, my mind yeah. in that direction? And so that's always here. Um, we do it every week, but we're going to uh, be specifically be maybe beefing it up a little bit for yeah. this, uh, uh, mm-hmm. this season. And then on the backside, I think it's particularly helpful. Uh, there's a little bit of, uh, for further study and a five-day reading plan to kind of Kind, you know, take your disciplines through the topic that we're discussing. And so yeah. uh, that's going to be available to you right after you're finished with this video. Yeah. And so just um, point your heart and your head towards sound resources that are going to build your faith up in this, this, these times here. Um, Harvest, thanks for a unique Sunday. Thanks for worshiping from your homes today. Um, if, if it, we, it looks like we'll need to, um, call an audible on any future Sundays, we'll get those plans communicated to you, uh, very clearly and very quickly. Um, but, uh, you are loved and you are sent 
And we pray that that sentness would be lived out in a very, very uh, tangible way in the midst of a cultural time like this. And so your love, your scent. We hope you have a great week.